Acknowledgements of The U.S. Army in the Iraq War, Volume 1, by U.S. Army Operation Iraqi Freedom Study Group. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Adam Cable. Acknowledgements. Acknowledgements. Page Roman numeral 35. These volumes could not have been produced without a team effort by a wide range of leaders, experts, and organizations across and outside the Army. Without a doubt, the greatest influence and inspiration came from General Retired Raymond T. Odierno, who conceived this project, provided continuous encouragement, and was generous with his time throughout our work. His support, leadership, and mentorship were invaluable to us. We also want to recognize Brigadier General Bradley T. Garricky, our liaison in the office of the Chief of Staff of the U.S. Army, who helped us overcome dozens of bureaucratic obstacles while providing the wise counsel of a senior Army historian. Across the Pentagon hallway from General Garricky is Stephen J. Redman, Vice Director of the Army Staff, who was a true champion of our work. He ensured that we had the resources we needed and provided the help of his accomplished team on many occasions. Similarly, Lieutenant General Gary H. Cheek, the director of the Army staff, ensured our project remained a high priority after General Mark A. Milley became the chief of staff of the Army. Without his stalwart support, it is unclear whether this book would ever have been published. At the National Defense University, Michael S. Bell, Chancellor of the College of International Security Affairs, or NDU-CISA, in Washington, D.C., provided us a home for more than two years and treated us as colleagues, providing resources and people to help us in our work. We were fortunate to have an external advisory board whose members graciously volunteered their time and advice to help make our work better. Conrad C. Crane and Stephen Metz at the U.S. Army War College, Kenneth M. Pollock of the Brookings Institution, and David A. Scotty Dawson of U.S. Central Command spent many hours reviewing and rigorously critiquing our draft chapters. Other experts who read all or most of our manuscript and provided valuable input included Seth Center of the U.S. State Department, Peter Bergen of the New America Foundation, and Lieutenant General Herbert Raymond H.R. McMaster of the U.S. Army Training and Doctrine Command, or TRADOC. As a small team focused on a specific task for a fixed duration, we relied frequently on larger Army and joint organizations that generously contributed their input, time, and resources. Within the Army, we are grateful to the Center of Military History and the Histories Division for providing an array of resources for this project, including historians who helped edit chapters and footnotes, shared ideas, and furnished valuable primary sources. We also would like to thank the Historical Products Branch for its professional editors, cartographers, and visual information specialists who helped turn our manuscript into printed form. Our team is also indebted to the Strategic Studies Institute, or SSI, at the U.S. Army War College, or USAWC, for further editing and ultimately publishing our work. We owe special thanks to Steve Metz from SSI, as well as Conrad Crane and Mike Lynch from the USAWC's Army Heritage and Education Center, or USAHEC, for the countless hours they spent scrutinizing our final drafts. Their efforts considerably improved our product. Several branches of TRADOC provided us with timely assistance and material support. At the USAHEC in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, 
Colonel Matthew Q. Dawson and Colonel Robert A. Harney, Jr. offered their assistance and resources, providing workspace for one of our senior fellows and placing their staff at his disposal. USAHEC's Richard Baker, Ross Webb, Pamela Cheney, Thomas Hendricks, Lieutenant Colonel Christopher Leljadal, and Beth Schaffer freely offered research assistance and advice. At the Combined Arms Center at Fort Leavenworth, Kansas, Colonel Thomas E. Hansen and Donald P. Wright of the Combat Studies Institute provided us their team's extensive interviews and draft manuscripts of several volumes of the On Point series, enabling us to build on their excellent work. Fort Leavenworth's Center for Army Lessons Learned also provided access to its extensive unpublished unit-level studies, particularly to valuable interviews and after-action reports from the Office of Security Cooperation Iraq. At Tradock headquarters, Britt McCarley, Karen Lewis, and Lieutenant Colonel retired Richard Rinaldo opened Tradock's extensive holdings and offered constructive input during the early stages of this project. We received similar assistance from Robert S. Cameron at the Army's Armor Center at Fort Benning, Georgia. The Center for Army Analysis gave us access to its extensive research on the Iraq War and helped us to understand better the vast data the Army collected while in Iraq. The Army's Intelligence and Security Command assisted us with processing our classified and declassified files, without which we could not have fulfilled our mission of establishing a new archive of Iraq War operational records. The Combating Terrorism Center at West Point, New York, assisted us in mining terrorism-related data and also provided numerous declassified reports of interrogations of captured insurgents in Iraq. Finally, we are grateful to the Natick Operations Center at the U.S. Army Natick Soldier Systems Center, Massachusetts, especially to Amir Diengdo and Jacqueline Hope for providing workspace and many hours of administrative support for one of our senior fellows. In the joint community and beyond, we owe great thanks to the NDU, which housed the main body of our team for the duration of our project. In addition to our colleagues at NDU-CISA, we received particular support from Colonel retired John Agoglia, who devoted much time to reviewing our history of the 2003 invasion for accuracy, and from Scott Gower, who, as librarian of NDU's classified collections, generously gave his time to help us mine the classified and unclassified archives that he curates. NDU's Center for Complex Operations gave us access to its extensive archive of documents from the provincial reconstruction teams and other organizations in Iraq. At the U.S. Central Command History Office, David Scotty Dawson and Charles Newell helped us comb through archives and provided their own expert knowledge about the Iraq campaign. Daniel Darling, one of Central Command's finest and most prolific intelligence experts, contributed several monographs that helped unlock some of the mysteries of the Iraqi insurgency. Major General Michael Garrett, U.S. Central Command Chief of Staff, put his staff at our disposal and accomplished the Army's most extensive document declassification project since World War II in support of these volumes. Their work enabled us to declassify almost 30,000 pages of important operational records. Many elements from the special operations community provided unique and invaluable support for our project. At U.S. Special Operations Command, the command history team helped fact-check our data, provided archival research and sources, and helped us gain access to key leaders. 
We would also like to thank the Center for Counterterrorism Studies and the Command History Team at Joint Special Operations Command for enabling us to access their lessons learned studies and historical archives. Special thanks across these teams go to Sean Woodford, Colonel Retired Stephen Cage, Gaia Lenders, and Colonel Retired James Herson. Likewise, William Narr of the Joint Special Operations University and the Institute for Defense Analyses provided invaluable primary and secondary sources on Anbar province across the war, and his interviews of insurgent commanders and Iraqi leaders are unique among the current set of primary sources. We would also like to thank Colonel Retired Mark E. Mitchell, who helped review the special operations sections of our manuscript for accuracy and strength of argument. Several coalition partners also contributed to our effort. We are thankful for the support we received from senior military officers from the United Kingdom who gave us interviews and helped us to better understand their campaign in southern Iraq. Italian, Danish, and Polish senior leaders were similarly generous with their time and proved indispensable in providing perspective and detail about the efforts of our allies. We are grateful to Gordon W. Rudd of the Marine Corps University at Quantico, Virginia, for his insights and providing us with interviews pertaining to the early post-invasion period. Also at the university, the Marine Corps History Division helped us to understand better the Marine Corps' role in Iraq. Fred H. Allison furnished transcribed and digital recordings of key Marine and Army personnel in Multinational Force West. Nicholas Schlosser facilitated our access to the unclassified archives at Quantico, and Annette Amerman and Gregory Cena supplied command chronologies and published histories. At the Institute for Defense Analyses, Kevin M. Woods shared important primary source materials on the Iraqi perspective from the 2003 invasion, as well as materials that yielded insights into Iraqi irregular forces. He also shared the important memoir written by former Iraqi Lieutenant General Rod Hamdani. At the Joint Center for Operational Analysis, Albert Musgrove shared very useful materials from the Joint and Coalition Operational Analysis Operation Iraqi Freedom, or OIF, archives. Kyle Orton, a fellow at the London-based Henry Jackson Society, provided invaluable assistance with understanding al-Qaeda in Iraq and Islamic State of Iraq and Syria in general and their connections to former Ba'ath officers. Finally, at the Joint History Office of the Office of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Brigadier General retired John F. Shortle and his team provided access to a wealth of material pertaining to the 2003 invasion, including documents from the Joint Staff and classified synopses of the Pentagon's planning for OIF. Outside the Department of Defense, Seth Center of the State Department History Office spent many hours with us discussing his research on the Iraq War and ours, and helping us sharpen our historical arguments. At the RAND Corporation, Colonel retired David E. Johnson shared his excellent research on the Battle of Sadr City, and Walter L. Perry shared his detailed study on the early phases of the war. At the Central Intelligence Agency, or CIA, Clayton D. Laurie and the CIA history staff furnished a manuscript that covered the invasion period of the war. Outside the U.S. government, Kimberly Kagan and Marissa Cochran Sullivan of the Institute for the Study of War generously gave us access to their maps, primary source material, and published reports on the Iraq War. We also owe special thanks to Major General retired Najim Jabouri of Iraq for his many hours of advice and expert input as we developed our manuscript. 
The ability to draw upon his knowledge enabled us to deepen our understanding and interpretation of many aspects of the war and to understand why Iraqis were fighting. Finally, we would like to thank the scores of individuals who granted us interviews or participated in discussions during this project. Their names, except for those who wished to remain anonymous, appear in our bibliographical section. These interviews and meetings enabled us to improve our understanding of the human factor and of command decision-making during the Iraq War. The interviewees, some of whom contributed many hours of their time, helped us clarify topics of concern, provided insight into important decisions, and gave us a more nuanced understanding of previously reported events. We also wish to thank the U.S. Army's General Officer Management Office for helping us connect with many senior leaders from all phases of the war. End of Acknowledgements Read by Adam Cable, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 2021